Hello, and welcome to Sounds from the Shelves. I'm Mika. I'm Sarah. And I'm Lee. And today, we're going to talk about cookbook clubs. Woohoo! Our guest today is Cami Anzures. Now I'm going to let her introduce herself. Go ahead, Cami. Okay, my name is Cami Anzures. I'm a librarian at Mill Creek Library. I've worked for Salt Lake County Library System for 23 years. Woo-hoo! And I think I've been almost every kind of librarian. I've been a circuit person and then children's, teens, adult, and now I'm family services. Nice. Awesome. Well, welcome. We're glad you're here with us today. Yay, thanks for being our guest. So we're going to start with, I guess, probably the most obvious question. What is a cookbook club? <laughs> so I think there are a lot of different ones in the library system, well, in library systems in general. Mine is we choose a cookbook together and then we all cook from it and bring all of that to the meeting and we all eat it and talk about how it was to make it. That sounds delicious. It's pretty great. I love to eat. I'm not the best cook in the world, for sure. Hear that, everybody? You don't have to be a good cook to join the club. (laughs) Not at all. In fact, I'm for sure the worst in my cookbook club. And uh, yeah, so you basically get to eat a bunch of stuff from a cookbook and get to know that cookbook a lot better than you would if you just did it on your own. So does everybody choose a different cookbook or is it the same cookbook and different recipes from that cookbook? The same cookbook and different recipes. And people always choose things that I never would and they end up being amazing. Hmm, Nice. What made you want to start a cookbook club? I had heard about one, I think maybe in Seattle that sounded interesting. But then I also was thinking about a recipe exchange club type thing. But then I heard about the one where they ate at it, and I wanted to do that a lot. <laughs> yes, always, always go with the food. <laughs> it's Free true. food, yes. <laughs> if you have an option to have food, have the food. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> awesome. So when did you start the cookbook club? Uh, I think that it was, when did COVID start? 2020, March 2020. Okay. We're so still in March 2020. It was like mid-2019 then. Because COVID hit during... So right before, yeah. Yeah, and one of the cookbook clubs right before COVID, we probably had 30-something people, tons of food. Wow. And I got sick, sick, maybe three days after, two or three days after. One of the ones right before we shut down for COVID, yeah. Um, Is that, like, the biggest you've had? Like, do you put a limit on how many people can join? Like, is it registration? talking about making a limit when that yeah. happened but oh, okay. um i mean it was still doable with that mm-hmm. many but it was a lot of food so we started yeah. bringing tupperware and plastic baggies for everyone to take stuff home oh that's awesome yeah See, leftovers the only thing better than a program with food is a program where you take food home yes <laughs> um so is there like a sign up list for the cookbook club or like how do people pick which recipes they want to do so when we had the big one, um, we did have sign up, but I don't think, and now that it's smaller after COVID, um, we have people choose whenever. Like we 
choose the Fit Book Club. We kind of look through it when they're there and people will say, oh, this blue cheese potato or whatever. And But we don't sign up anymore. When we had tons of people, we did. But I don't think we've ever had anybody make the same thing that I can remember. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. I'd, if I joined, I would totally be the person that made the same thing as somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as long as it's good, it just means more food and more leftovers. Yeah, it's true. Um, have you ever thought of just picking one recipe and everybody make like a version of that recipe and do like, um, like a taste test kind of thing for it? Um, no, we haven't, but well, sort of, we all talked about making soups one time, but still not the same soup, but that would be interesting. Like a contest? Yeah. I'm not interested in a contest. (laughs) (laughs) I would feel... I'm always trying to get my friends to get together. I'm like, all right, everybody make a mac and cheese and then we'll taste test the mac and cheese, you know? Do you know the Utah, what's it called? It has nothing to do with the library, but they had food where you could sign up and taste mac and cheeses yes, and, and brownies from different places. Mm-hmm. And you just yeah. go pick it up in a box. Yes, yes. Nice. Me and my housemates did that. It was like the best thing ever. Like everything tasted great. There was nothing that was like, Oh my God, this is going to kill somebody. (laughs) I feel like mac and cheese is a good thing to do that with too. Cause like everybody has their own mac and cheese recipe. Yes. And they're all delicious. Yes. Thai food was too. (laughs) So you said you started in 2019. So that was before the pandemic. So did you keep going once the pandemic hit? So, um, I didn't think we should personally, cause we're eating and cooking Mm -hmm. together. Um, but then I got on and emailed my group and I said, so do you guys want to stop until after COVID or do you want to Zoom meeting cookbook club? And they all said, let's let's meet online. And I said, okay. <laughs> and then we did and it ended up being, at first we just got together and talked. Like people would remember when there was a yeast shortage and flour shortage. Yes. Uh-huh. They talked about where to find that and all kinds of things. And someone made uh, gave us a recipe that you could make bread with beer instead of using yeast. Like oh, yeah, yeah. Dump yeah. your beer into the crock pot, and it was great. I've made a Guinness loaf. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. it was great. And so then we just did WebEx meetings, online meetings, and um, they went really well. We only had, I think we had only seven or eight people for most of those, though, but they're still all with us. Yeah, that sounds like a good number for what was going on yeah. and being like, all right, we're going to do this online, switch it up, see how it goes. So, yeah, it yeah. was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it's fun. Not the same, I know, yeah. Yeah, and then eventually they wanted to get back to cookbooks while we were still online, so we would all check out the same cookbook, and we also started to do it from vlogs, so it was easier. Oh, okay. And then we would, like show our food on the screen (laughs) like a show and tell yeah Yeah. i love it it's awesome Mm -hmm. have you guys started meeting back in person now yeah i think it's probably been maybe three times now that we've been back in person and we have oh during covid we also met in the park and got together and so did an outside one. Yeah, we did okay. a masked one. Then when everyone relaxed, we did one without masks out there. And then eventually, we did one out in the park with food too. Again. Cool, cool. Um, if someone was interested in joining, how would they join? 
Um, they can just come to it. We have like we have it advertised in lots of ways, and they also can email. Like, do I tell you mccref at slcolibrary.org. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> and and when do you meet? Info. Uh, when do you meet? Uh, usually the fourth Monday of the month. Okay. Uh, at seven p.m. Nice. Although occasionally we change it up if mm-hmm. one of our regular regulars can't make it now. Okay. So, what is the most interesting food or dish that you've tried? Because of the cookbook club. The most interesting. Um, I mean, I had tried it before, but I got to talk to them about how they made it. Um, there was a Peruvian couple that brought the, I don't know how to say it, the, the potato and egg dish. Have you guys had that before? I have not. I'm not going to try to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll go badly. But that was really, really good. So is it like a full, like... Uh potato with an egg in it or is it like a hash it has like cut up potatoes and hard-boiled eggs in some kind of like yellow sauce oh, okay so it's mm, so good i took some of that for home because I believe. <laughs> yes. is there anything like any recipes or food you've tried that you didn't like oh yeah for sure um and well not a ton but there i mean a lot of things i've made have been bad in fact i brought you guys a picture <laughs> Uh-oh. Which doesn't work for a podcast, but maybe you'll gasp and hear. So I made these beautiful scalloped potatoes. This is what it was supposed to be. It's like they a layered potato very dish. delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is mine. Prepare. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like one of those nailed it moments. Oh, yeah. Pinterest. <laughs> and yeah, it was gross, too. Like, it wasn't even good. They were like, oh. Still tastes good, but none of us had more, and no one wanted to take it. It was gross. <laughs> you know, you did something wrong when no one wants the leftovers. <laughs> That's, That's like true. a clear indication. You're like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I show people that picture when they say, Well, I'm not very good at cooking. Can I come do the book club? And I'm like, One moment, let me show you something. <laughs> Our test is always whether the dog will eat it after we're done. <laughs> if the dog won't even touch it, then we know it's bad. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good one, too. Um, but, you know, library programs are the best, like, safety nuts for stuff to try new things without any, like, consequences. So, like, even if you are, like, a bad cook, like, go, you know. You'll yeah. meet people. Maybe you'll learn some tricks, you know. I mean, I have friends that, like, can barely boil water. Uh-huh. Like, I had one that almost burned his apartment down just boiling water. So, you know, <laughs> there are people out there like that. I don't think anybody in your cookbook club is anywhere near that, including yourself. So <laughs> I, lean, I lean that direction, but no, not too much. Do you have a favorite cookbook that you've either, like, used in the cookbook club or just, like, in general? I brought my little list. Let me take a look here. This was, they weren't their favorites. So their favorites were Two Peas in Their Pod and Six Sisters and Milk Street Tuesday Nights Mediterranean. Those were their favorite ones. I loved the Mark Bittman's Kitchen Matrix, the food from it. The cookbook was a nightmare to cook from, but every single person's dish was so good. Was it just hard to follow? Yeah, yeah. and he didn't have very many instructions, like he assumed you knew how to do a lot of things, and they were, um, like, he'd have a page that said, 
this kind of curry and then switch them all up. So you kind of had to pick and choose. It was it was confusing basically, but the food was. I mean, Excellent. like, but like, dude, we're not on Food Network. Like, this isn't like we're not going to win a thousand dollars. Like, give us the steps. Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes people who write cookbooks forget that not everybody cooks all the time at a high level. <laughs> Have you guys seen uh, Shit's Creek? Yes. Yes. Do you know that office is like fold in the cheese? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is fold me? <laughs> I have a sticker of that. <laughs> yes. I love it. Is there a new favorite recipe you've found from doing cookbook club? Yeah. we. My very favorite cookbook club we've had so far, and this was when we had a really small one. I think we had six people at mm-hmm. it. But before we were like, what if, what if everybody made something made of potatoes? Because <laughs> we all love potatoes. <laughs> And um, so we just did potatoes for mm-hmm. it and all brought potato dishes. And I brought a Japanese potato salad from a cookbook Ooh. that was so good. I've made it probably three times since and won it way more than that. Nice. But the potato one, potato <laughs> cookbook club was so good. This reminds me of a, what was it, our Juneteenth episode with Winter? We got on a kick about potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> she went and got potatoes afterwards. <laughs> Uh, we honest. should have had you at Potato Cookbook Club. You yes. should have. Yes. We were we were all salivating for potatoes after that. I, I vote for a redo on that one. <laughs> I think I'd go to like a cookbook club every month, even if it was like just potatoes every single month, because there's like all these those different kinds of potatoes yeah. too that you could try. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, there's one I still want to make, but I haven't. It's called Hasselback. You know what that is? Yeah. It's like a, Cut up potatoes, really thin, but it's still attached on the bottom. And you bake it and put all the butter in it. It looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. It does look beautiful. I've seen a few recipes like that, and I'm, like, afraid to try them because I'm, like, it's going to take forever. (laughs) (laughs) Just feed it to your dog, and then if your dog likes it, you know, know, it's fine. That's fair. (laughs) Um, So I was kind of like trying to prepare for this episode, and um, I was thinking back about all the cookbooks I used to use um, back in the day, because once you move across the country, you you do not pack your cookbooks. Like, they're heavy, they're huge, whatever. So I was going back, and I'm like, I think everybody's household had like a Betty Crocker cookbook, and like, you know, they referred to like Julia Child and stuff like that. What I do remember once I was helping my mom clean out some boxes, I found a cookbook for like how to cook meals in the microwave. So like how to cook a turkey and stuff like that. And I was like, this is horrible and horrifying. (laughs) And it can't be safe. No, I was like, burn that, mom, burn it. (laughs) I have a cookbook somewhere. It's a, I have an ebook version of it, but it's like recipes from like the 60s. (laughs) And so it's a bunch of like tiki drink sort of stuff and Hawaiian, fake Hawaiian (laughs) food. It's so terrible, but I look at it and I'm like, I recognize all these things. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like mayonnaise loaf or something. Oh, I'm, there's lots of mayonnaise in those recipes too, but yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny when you sit down, like, you know, clothing's a fad, things are fads. Oh, food, food has fads. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just wild. It's pretty weird. You know, like jello salad, the, the varying types of jello salad. <laughs> I'm like, right. I love jello, but just, I don't want a salad. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, in different parts of the country, too. Like yeah. Jello mm-hmm. salad certainly is something here that's yeah. not, and other people haven't even heard of it around mm-hmm. different places. It's true. I think Jello salad will never die in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember his name, but there's this TikToker who will make different recipes from like the 1920s to like the 1980s. I want to say his name is like B. Hollis or like Brendan Hollis. And sometimes he makes stuff and it's like really, like it looks really good and it's really easy. And there are other times where things are just like not, not good at all. And a lot of things (laughs) that are not good always have like mayonnaise in them. And he'll still like eat the whole thing, but you can tell it's like not a good fit. Not tasty. You know, I, I, f- I feel like these bad recipes are giving mayonnaise a bad rap, but I know so many people that hate mayonnaise, like absolutely hate it. And I was just like, I love it. Put it on everything. No, no, don't put it on everything. I'm sorry. I got carried away. Don't do that, please. <laughs> I actually made a recipe with mayonnaise last night. Ooh. I have this recipe. It's called uh, Mexican street corn chicken. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you take like chicken breast and you season it with like some salt and some garlic powder and some cayenne pepper. And then you mix up some corn with sour cream and mayonnaise and chili powder and some lime juice. Um, and spread it over the chicken and bake it in the oven. And then when it comes out, you put some queso fresco on top and cilantro if you like that. We are a non-cilantro household. Mm-hmm. But I know people have strong opinions about cilantro. So if you want to add it, you can. <laughs> but it's so good. Uh, Mika might judge you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. We're, we're one of the families, Brandon in particular, is one of the people that cilantro tastes like soap. I was just going to yeah. ask that. Okay. So yeah. so we are a non-cilantro household for that reason. <laughs> We've talked about that in Cookbook Club many times. It's, yeah. it's, I've seen Cookbook Club mostly they're fine with cilantro. One of my coworkers has a sticker on her car that says no cilantro. <laughs> and I'll eat it on purpose. Uh-huh. I love it. It's crazy. Like people have such strong feelings about yeah. cilantro. But I mean, honestly, if it if it tastes like soap to you, I do not blame you at all. If no. you're like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. someone though, like it tastes like soap to them, but they like that taste still, so they still will eat cilantro. Oh. I could be into okay. that. Okay. So a little. I cannot even fathom that, but okay, to each their own. Yeah. I know. It's weird how tastes like differ in different places. Like in Europe, their toothpaste tastes like root beer. So they all think root beer tastes disgusting. What? Oh, did you not know this? No. It's a thing. It's like root beer flavor? Yes. So is it like. What's in root beer? Chicory root? Yeah, I think so. Is that like what gives it that kind of noticeable flavor? Uh Uh And like when I was living in the Czech Republic, um, and I think this is a common thing throughout Europe, they have uh, menthol flavored candy. Mm. People just eat menthol for fun. I'm like, ugh, that's gross. (laughs) All I think of is cigarettes. I don't smoke, but that's all I think about. Menthol to me equals cough drops. That's the only time I'll do it. Yeah. Because I, to, I like not coughing. I went to the um, the Coca-Cola factory in mm-hmm. Vegas. I don't know why. And they had a, you could do a taste test of soft drinks around the world. And some of them were so good. And there was a, I think one from, I want to say Iran, that was like flat mint. Like, it did kind of taste like toothpaste and no bubbles, just a tasty mint beverage. Interesting. Mm. It was really good. There was one that made us shudder, though. 
can't remember what it was. But it was fascinating. I know the, the Czech Republic has an alternate cola, which I cannot think of the name of for the moment. But because they were part of the Soviet bloc, they couldn't have Coca-Cola because that was too American. Mm -hmm. So they came up with their alternate cola, and it tastes like black licorice. Not even lying. It's carbonated black licorice. (laughs) I would love that. I would, too. I love that stuff. Everyone's like, ew. (laughs) And I'm like, no, give it to me. (laughs) Black licorice is another one of those foods that people have strangely strong opinions about. Yes. Yes. And there's a soda in Scotland called... Iron brew or something like that. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that? Then someone told me it's sort of bubble gum flavored, and it's their most popular one, which sounds terrible no. to me. Even as a kid, that. when the dentist is like, "Do you want mint or bubble gum?" I was like, "Mint." Obviously. Mint. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give me that bubble gum stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about mint for any sort of toothpaste yeah. or mouthwash or anything like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. They also have like bubble gum flavored ice cream, and I just. Not a fan. I don't think I've had it, and I don't love it. Yeah. See, I'll do bubblegum flavored ice cream, though. Yeah. <laughs> My hey. sister loves the, the frosting flavored tooth cleaner at the dentist. Hmm. Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't Does either. <laughs> they have to entice people somehow. <laughs> I think the bubblegum wasn't working anymore. <laughs> Have you guys tried the Little Debbie ice creams? Like they took the popular Little Debbie snacks. I think there's like oatmeal cream pie and the peanut butter bars and they turn them into ice cream flavors. No, where do you find those? (laughs) I saw them at Walmart. I can't have them um, because I'm vegan, so they have dairy in them. But I've heard they're actually like pretty good. I know there's like a Cosmic Brownie one too, if that's your thing. I love Cosmic Brownies. Me too. I shouldn't love Cosmic Brownies because they're terrible, but they're so delicious. I feel like if you just grew up on Little Debbie, like, it's just this, like, weird, like, nostalgia thing. Uh, Unless you have, like, allergies or if you're vegan or whatever. Yeah, you don't eat that. But, like, yeah. Every once in a while, I'm like, ooh, Little Debbie. (laughs) There's actually, like, a bakery in the Murray area that does, like, a vegan version of a cosmic brownie cake. And it tastes exactly like the real thing. It's so good. Oh, nice. Very nice. (laughs) So one of my favorite cookbooks that I found at the library was a Snoop Dogg's cookbook. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're they're pretty simple recipes, but uh, I can't remember what – I don't know if they're like ghetto nachos. Uh, you know, they have like names that are just kind of funny and like themed and whatever. But the chicken and waffles was so good. Mm. <laughs> I love chicken and waffles. That's like one of my favorite things. Was it hard to make? Mm-mm. No. I didn't, I'd, at least I didn't think the chicken and waffles were hard to make, but I'm, I'm kind of a weirdo when it comes to food. Like if I'm feeding other people, like it, I, I don't care. I could be cooking for like days and I'd be happy. But I'm also one of those people, if I have to cook for myself, I'm like, dino nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Nothing wrong with dino nuggets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what's the next uh, cookbook that you guys are going to work on? We're doing, there's a blog and cookbook called Food 52. Not familiar. I think I've seen that one. Yeah, it's pretty popular. I think we have like five or six different ones in the library system. And then there's also a blog. That's our next one. Awesome. I don't know what I'm cooking yet. I haven't checked. (laughs) Um, If someone wanted to start their own cookbook club, whether at the library or like in their home or whatever, do you have any advice for them getting started? Um, find 
And you need someone who's really excited about it. We have one person in my cookbook club that has brought probably five or six different people just herself. She gets so excited about it and tells people so many things that they decide they need to join. And a lot of them have stayed, too. And, I mean, I had to check with the health department to make sure that we could do it. And they didn't really seem super interested. <laughs> they were like, yeah, okay, okay. Um, Is it because it's like a potluck and people are going in? Knowing, I think so. You know? And it's private, sort right. of. So you're not... I, mean, I told them it was a library program, but yeah. I think maybe because it's just... You're not actually program. serving people? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy that you made it on our show. Like, I love talking about food. So if you ever want to come back and just talk about food <laughs> again, yeah. I mean, we could have a whole episode about potatoes because apparently that's our jam. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. it, that one was so... <laughs> I think we should just like each cook a potato dish and bring it in and then yeah. just talk about it. Yeah. Make all the listeners jealous. Coming uh, soon to coming. a podcast episode near <laughs> you. Okay, I'm probably not. But probably not, no. <laughs> It's funny. I'm actually, uh, when I go home tonight, I'm doing like a sort of like a hash. So it's like diced potatoes, peppers, spinach, tomatoes. And then I found this like cheddar jalapeno bratwurst I'm going to chop up and put it in there. So I'm excited for dinner tonight. <laughs> Nice. I'm working till nine, so. <laughs> I'm not working till nine, but my sister is cooking tonight. But it should be good. She's trying a bulgogi recipe she found, so. Nice. I am excited for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do have one more question. Um, do you ever do like um besides that Peruvian dish? Do you ever do just like international or like just go like? old school and be like comfort foods go for it kind of yeah. thing yeah. yeah we have done we've done at least three different comfort food ones but we also have done like a south american we've done asian and thai and i think we've looked at some indian books but we haven't um we haven't bravely done that yet because they're <laughs> a lot of the recipes are pretty complicated yeah they use a lot of spices so mm-hmm. yeah yeah. And we did the Thug cookbook before, too, which yeah. was, I think, <laughs> either vegan or vegetarian. And everybody loved that one. We had to warn them there's quite a bit of language in it. <laughs> but it was great. It's just, it's just, it's poetics. It's street poetics. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. It's cookbooks for everyone. Yes, exactly. <laughs> swear when they have really good food. Yeah. I actually, when I have really good food, I dance in my chair and I hum. Um, <laughs> Me too. Do you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think we've had this talk yeah. before. Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes when I'm eating like on my break or whatever at work, like I'll just be like sitting there like. <laughs> and people like look at me weird. I'm like, why? It's good. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. You got to enjoy the small moments. And food is usually centered around those small moments too. So. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking us with us today, Cami. <laughs> we will be back in a month with a new episode where we're going to look at reading and early literacy activities you can do at home with your children, assuming you have young children. If you don't, well, maybe you'll learn something cool anyway. Who knows? Um, we would love to hear from you. Feel free to email us at shelvespodcast at slclibrary.org. You can find new and old episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. And 
that's it for today. We're glad you were here. <laughs> Yay. See you soon. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mika. I thought you were it's done. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'll let you. I'll let you say goodbye first. Oh, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and thank you, Cammy, for coming. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Listen, potatoes are amazing. See? I need to write a poem about potatoes now. Right? <laughs> about all the potatoes I love. Hot butter just potatoes. Inspired me. Mm, vegan butter. <laughs> vegan butter, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs>